Welcome to Female Fear Factory, the podcast, a space where people share their experience with fear inherited from the systems designed to keep certain people from stepping into the joy of their personhood. On this podcast, you will hear about when fear has hurt and when community is healed. The Female Fear Factory is a performance of patriarchal policing of and violence towards women and others cast female who are therefore considered safe to violate. That a woman's body is fair game, that we can bath, we can nurture, we can raise societies and groom kings, but we're unworthy of protection and respect. This must have been at the cusp of adolescence when I was about 11 or 12, when my body began sprouting and curve, and boys my age would try to intentionally brush up against me to feel on my breasts or place mirrors under my school dress to look at the color of my panty. It seemed like playful fun to them in the typical boys will be boys way, but to me it was uncomfortable and it communicated that my body and my person was for public consumption that I was safe to violate. As a form of protection, I began covering up a lot more. As an adolescent, I would wear tight inner clothing to disguise my breasts. You know, these unwanted objects of attention. And I always had a sweater on that I would never take off, even if I was dying of a heat stroke. As I grew older, I became overly cautious of my choice in dressing, and especially the parts of town I would venture into. In Nairobi, as a running joke, we say that jeans and baggy t-shirts is the appropriate dress code for women venturing into the CBD. But sadly, at the core of this joke is a deep fear of physical, sexual, and verbal harassment. As a woman walking in the streets of Nairobi, I have been catcalled. I have been roughly grabbed and pulled by my tattoo touts. I have had words hurled at me of a sexually diminutive nature. And I remember an incident um, in a matatu in my early 20s after a night out with friends where an older man sitting next to me pulled out his phone put on a pornographic video and began showing it in my face, um, forcing me essentially to watch it. And he seemed to derive so much pleasure from this act. And I was so horrified. And I remember being so scared, alighting this matatu on the brink of tears, feeling dirty, feeling violated, disgusted and angry. And as a reaction to that, I began avoiding going out unless I had private means or taxi money. I adjusted my demeanor. I found that I had adjusted my demeanor and the way I dressed in public so I could blend in and be as unnoticeable as possible. I did not want to attract unwanted attention and I somehow just wanted to shrink into nothingness. Unfortunately, I feel like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Am I still cautious of places I go to? Yes. Are there places I absolutely cannot venture into? Yes. Am I fearful while driving alone at night? Yes. Do I still adjust my demeanor based on the audience and the environment? Yes. And in this sense, this internal policing that is already embedded in my subconscious from a very early age has not changed. What has changed is that with access, I feel more empowered to choose 
to choose the places I can or cannot go to, to choose the means of transport I want to use, whether I want to use a taxi, whether I want to drive my car. I feel like I can, I can now order supplies online and I don't have to physically venture into the CBD or into unsafe spaces. You know, but if you think about it, um, this is also a sort of prison I have confined myself into because it feels like my life and a lot of women's life rest on this continuum of danger and that it's still very unsafe out there. But I am hopeful that we continue to speak out, we continue to push for affirmative action, and we continue to carve out safe spaces for us as women to exist. I have co-founded Somaname Books, which is this Pan-African store that celebrates African writing and women. And at Somanami, we give ourselves permission to exist, to conversate, you know, to laugh out loud, to speak our truth and to hold space for each other, to celebrate ourselves, our stories and our fullness. And I face my fear on a daily basis by continually choosing to continue to exist, by being bold, by speaking out, by championing women, and by also just doing things that bring me joy. I am Mudoni Moirore, co-founder of Somanami Books and a literary advocate, and this has been my female fear factory story.